So good evening. We are at the beginning of discussing the subject of Melechus Bishel as part of our Shabbos initiative. So we decided to learn something which is very practical and relevant to all of us week in, week out. So we began in the previous year discussing the halachas of Shahir. And I'm just going to run through very briefly the two different opinions that we mentioned in the previous year and the halacha as we concluded at the end of the previous year and then add on to that a little bit and then move on to the next subject. So again, the Shulchanor tells us two different opinions which are based on the Machlokis and the Gemara, two different opinions as to when it is permitted to return or place or leave a pot on a stove and when it's not permitted to leave a pot on a stove. And the Shulchanar tells us the first opinion is that any food that's completely cooked and with its continuous cooking, it's going to shrink, dry out, and become less tasty or less wanted by the people who are eating it, less appreciated by the people who are eating it, then that type of food is permitted to be left on the stove without a blech, without what's called gor for cotton, without m- removing or damping down the heat source. That is the first opinion. Uh, if it's fully cooked, but it's my stomach v'yofeloi, it's fully cooked, but it still will improve the food and it'll be preferred for those who are participating from the meal, then that's something which may not be left on the stove without a gorf cotton. In modern day parlance, that means without a blech. And the reason for that is because we're worried that you might want to improve the food and you might come to be mechata, you might come to stoke the coals. That's the first opinion. So according to the first opinion, any food that's mistamic v'yavoloi, any food that improves, and it's unclear what food really does improve and what, prove, what food doesn't, cholent for sure improves, then it will be forbidden to leave it on a stove without a gar for cotton, without a lech. The second opinion is much more lenient. The second opinion says that any food that's partially cooked hasn't yet reached the stage of Michael ben Drusoy, that's a third or a half cooked. That type of food cannot be left on the, on an open flame unless the flame has been gar for cotton. If, however, you have passed the halfway mark of the cooking process, even if it's with stomach v'yofel, even if it's going to improve with the continuous cooking, we don't, we do not mind that, and we allow that to be left on an open fire without a, a blech, without a groove of a katuma, without a gore for cotton. Fundamentally different, the first opinion, the second opinion, according to the first opinion, very limited food can be left on an open fire. Most foods have to be placed on a blech, and according to the second opinion, most foods can actually be placed on an open fire. We very rarely have food coming into Shabbos which is not fully cooked, which is not cooked at least half. And therefore, according to the second opinion, most foods can be left on a open fire without a blech. No need for a blech at all. The Ramah tells us that the primary minig, nagu, ha'om, says the Ramah, the custom of the people is to follow the second opinion that they do not use a blech on anything that's more than the half cooked. Mishnah Bura says that even though the, the Ramah says nagu, ha'om, like the second opinion, but that's only because 
We tried not to interfere. We don't think they're going to be able to listen to us and cope with the stricter view. And therefore, we leave them. There is one opinion, so we leave them. But ideally and primarily, we should be following the stricter opinion and we should be placing a blech on all foods that are mistamic veryophilo, which therefore means most foods need to have a blech. And that's become the custom in the world where we place a blech uh, on, on our pots, on our stoves, we place a blech to, to consider that a damping down of the of the fire, and that way we now can place any pot we like on the stove, even according to the first opinion in the Shulchan Aruch. Though the Chaznish was much more mechel, the Chaznish allows pots to be placed on the fire even if they are only half-cooked, and even if they're mistamic, they're going to improve with the continuous cooking, because he says when the remorse is not go on, that's the halacha, and we do not need to be more strict than that. So, Though the Chaznish is Mechel, Mishnah Brewer was a little bit more stricter, and therefore we primarily follow the Mishnah Brewer. Of course, if somebody's in a situation where he has no, no blech, and without it he's not going to be able to benefit from Einek Shabbos, from enjoying the food of Shabbos, then we, of course, are Mechel on the Ramah, and on the Chaznish, and even the Mishnah Brewer would be Mechel in that situation. Like the second opinion, that you can leave your challenge on your open fire, you do not need to have a blech. There's two more areas which are relevant to this discussion, which we need to just clarify. One is what's known as a Kederich Chayasa. Kederich Chayasa means a pot of completely raw food. Now, the Gemara tells us that if a person places a pot of completely raw food on the gas just before Shabbos, so that meat, that food, and we're talking about something which takes a long time to cook. So we're not talking about vegetables or anything that is quick to cook, but something which takes a long time to cook. For example, as Gemara talks about meat, and you place a raw piece of meat on the pot or in a pot, even if there's other foods in it, as Shabbos comes in, just as just the moment before Shabbos comes in, then the chances that you're going to come and stoke those coals are very minimal because it's going to take so long anyway for that food to cook that you must be meaning the purpose of this meat is for tomorrow. And if it's for tomorrow, you've got a whole night for it to cook. There's no need for you to stoke the coals, and therefore you're not going to come and stoke the coals, and you can then therefore leave that pot with the raw meat in on the stove without a blech. Without a blech, there's no worry. You can leave it without a blech. It's a kadeir chayaser. In modern day terms, modern day terms, that's a bit more complicated than modern day terms, because nowadays we do are able to cook very quickly in our, on our gases. We can turn up the fire on the gas, turn up the electric on your stove, turn up the temperature on your oven, and that meat will cook pretty quickly. So even if I put a piece of meat in just before Shabbos, it's very likely to be ready an hour or two, two hours later, two and a half hours later, when we arrive at the main course of the Friday night meal. And therefore, it's difficult to say nowadays that Kader Chaisa would actually work. However, where it may be relevant is in a slow cooker. If you place your meat in a slow cooker, which by definition is a slow cooker, cooks slowly, and most slow cookers or often slow cookers do not have a temperature gauge. You put it in there and it just stays at a certain heat and takes uh, 10, 15 hours or less, 8, 9 hours to cook. If you place your raw meat just before Shabbos comes in into your cholent, in your slow cooker, you do not need to have a blech. We will discuss whether slow cooker needs a blech in a moment. But as a concept of Kader Chayasa, in a slow cooker, that would probably meet the criteria of Chazal, that a piece of meat which clearly cannot be cooked 
in the short space of time that you need it to be cooked so that you can partake of it on the Friday night meal, that piece of meat therefore is considered only for tomorrow. No worry that you're going to come and stoke the stove and therefore you can leave it on an open fire without a blech on Shabbos, even though it's not yet cooked a third or a half, and even if it's in the stomach of the offale, according to the first opinion, which is even worse, you can still leave it on open fire because it's a kadeir chaisa. But the two conditions are it's got to be in a cooking process that's slow, and it's got to be placed on just before Shabbos, meaning just before Shkia. So if you light candles 15, 20 minutes, half an hour before Shkia, too early because you're giving it enough time to cook and we're worried that you might come to stoke. You've got to place it on just before Shkia. You've got to light your candles just before Shkia. Then, and it's in a slow cooker, then the concept of Kadeir Chaisa would take effect. If it's any earlier than that, or not in a slow cooker, we wouldn't be lenient on a Kadeir Chaisa. That's the first additional halacha, which is relevant to the halachas of Shia, of leaving a pot on a fire that we discussed in the previous year. Now, there's one more halacha, which is going to be relevant to the context of the type of heating medium that we're using. And that is Chazal say, kash u'gvava. If your fuel is kash u'gvava, like straw or sawdust, things that don't actually turn into coal and therefore will not retain the heat for a very long period of time, and stoking is not going to help it because once it's burnt, it's burnt, it's gone, there's very little to stoke, then you can leave a pot without it being gore for cotton. You can leave a pot without having to have a blech. In modern day terms, a cash or gvava would be something that's not possible to stoke. So it would be a heating medium, for example, a hot plate or a slow cooker that has no temperature dial, no switch that you can increase the heat in any way. So it's a, a steady heat. And it's also something that's not hot enough to actually cook on. Not all hot plates fit into that criteria. Then that would be considered cash or gvava, and you would not need to have a blech. So if a person leaves their cholent in a slow cooker, and the slow cooker has no temperature dial, it has a constant temperature, and it's a very slow cooker, so it cooks slowly, that would be kasha gvava. There's no chashash that you're going to come and stoke it because there's nothing to stoke. And it's a very slow heat that cooks very slowly. And therefore, we can allow you to leave that on without a blech. Same would apply with a, a hot plate. If you have a hot plate that's not boiling hot and doesn't have different settings on it, a basic hot plate, then again, the hot plate would be considered kash or gvava. It's not a heat that you can stoke. It's not a heat that you can increase. There's very little reason for you, for us to worry that you're going to come and stoke this fire, A, because you can't, and B, because the level of heat is meant to be a, a, a low-level heat, so that it just retains and keeps it warm rather than cooking. And therefore, that would again be, be under the banner of kash ugvava and would not need to have a blech attached to it. So we then have now a, a number of methods of cooking for Shabbos or keeping food hot for Shabbos. Sometimes it can be kept hot on an open fire, when it meets the criteria, either according to the first opinion, when it's fully cooked, when it's, um, when it's, sorry, even according to the first opinion, when it's fully cooked and it's my stomach viralo, it's not going to improve its cooking, or according to the second opinion, when it's half cooked, even if it is going to improve, you can still leave it on open fire, or if you have a raw piece of meat placed in, in a type of pot that's going to only cook slowly, and therefore that piece of meat clearly tells us that this pot is only going to cook, is only going to be used for tomorrow, then we do, we can leave it on an open fire. 
or if the flame, the fire, the fuel that's being used to feed the fire is what we describe as kasha gvova, a modern-day hot plate. Not all hot plates. Some hot plates are very hot. Some plots, some hot plates have settings on them. A simple hot plate that has no separate settings and is only there to retain the heat would be considered kasha gvova. In those cases, you can leave your pot without a blech and without worrying. Any other scenario, if it's less than a half cooked, or if it's more than a half cooked, but it's my stomach of a yafalo, according to the first opinion. Or it, you do not have a raw piece of meat in it, or the raw piece of meat was put on a little bit too early, or was put on in a manner that could cook pretty quickly, or it's a hot plate that has settings, or a slow cooker that has settings, etc., etc. All those cases would need some sort of blech to try and damp down, dampen down, and reduce somewhat, or at least look as if we're trying to reduce the level of heat that's being used to cook the food that you want to cook for Shabbos and retain the heat for Shabbos and for Shabbos Friday night and for Shabbos morning. I think that covers the area of Shihir. One more halacha which is important and can be relevant. And that is placing food close to a source of heat. So you don't actually place your pot on the gas, but you place it right next to the gas. And next to the gas is very hot. And next to the gas is very hot. What status does that have? What status does placing it close to the source of heat, what status does that have? And the halacha tells us that placing next to is equivalent to gora for cotton, is equivalent to something which has been the coals have been removed or the coals have been damped down by adding some earth on top of it or ash on top of it, which in modern day terms would be a blech. Placing it not on the heat, but next to the heat is the same as placing it on a blech. So, for example, if you have a, a source of heat which is hot and you don't put your pot on it, but you put it right next to it, on the side next to it, and that's enough to keep it warm, that'd be fine. You do not need to have a blech there. That would be considered a, a equivalent to a gorf with cotton. Let's move on to a, the second area of Hilchus preparing food for Shabbos, which is the halacha of returning a cooked food, a pot of cooked food to a gas which has been removed. Now, there's a number of conditions attached to being able to return a pot onto the flame. But the first one, and this goes without saying, but we're going to say it because it's extremely important and it will be relevant in detail of what we're going to discuss in the next few minutes, and that is you can never, ever, ever put a pot back on the flame, irrelevant of what flame, if the food is not fully cooked. If the food is only partially cooked, then putting it back onto a fire, even if you have a blech, could constitute a melocha de rice of bishop. Never do we ever return or put a pot of food on a fire on Shabbos that's not fully cooked. So what we're going to discuss when we talk about Hilchus Chazorah, returning a pot of food to a flame is purely a food that's fully cooked. That's, that goes without saying. If it's not fully cooked, nothing to talk about. If I have a pot which is fully cooked, can I return it to the flame on, on Shabbos? And here we'll start off with the second condition, which is, again, non-negotiable. And that is, if this pot has never been on the flame before Shabbos, it cannot be put on the flame on Shabbos, even if it's fully cooked, and even if it's gora for cotton with a blech, etc. It cannot be put on a flame on Shabbos 
a pot of food that has not been there before Shabbos. Because that looks like you're cooking. Chazal were worried that would give the appearance of cooking. And something that gives the appearance of, of cooking is considered forbidden to put on a Shabbos. We will discuss a bit later the concept of a blech and what part of the blech is called the fire, what part of the, what part of the blech is considered off the, off the flame. We'll discuss that a bit later because if a blech gets hot and much, much, a much greater area beyond where the fire is, is actually fire because it's quite hot. It's, it's retaining the heat of the flame and therefore it's considered fire and you cannot place onto there at all if you haven't had it there before Shabbos. But there are areas of the blech which are cold or less cool. It's not yet to let us burn. That may not be, may not constitute fire with regards to putting and returning a pot. But those are the two cardinal rules that we need to start with. The first is that you cannot put a pot of food on a, on a flame on Shabbos, irrelevant if it was there before, if it wasn't there before, if it's not in a special cold socket, it has been a special cold socket, non-negotiable condition in, in the returning a pot onto a flame is it's got to be fully cooked. Second condition, again, which is non-negotiable, that you cannot, you cannot put a, you cannot put a pot on a flame that's not gora for cotton. If it's not gora for cotton, it cannot be put on the flame. Non-negotiable. So the first two Rules, again, and I'm saying them again because they're so important. No pot can ever be returned to a flame that is not fully cooked. And no pot can ever return to a flame that the flame is not gore for cotton that doesn't have a blech. They are two non-negotiable conditions. Let's put those two conditions aside now. And let's talk about a pot which is fully cooked. A pot that was on the flame before Shabbos, ready prepared for Shabbos. And the flame is gore for cotton. So we have those conditions. We'll fulfill those three conditions. Let's put those three conditions aside. On top of those three conditions, Chazal added another three conditions to enable you, to enable us to return a pot to the flame. And that is condition one, that's really condition three, is that the food has to still be hot. It has to be hot. If it's not hot, it can't be returned to the fire. And we're talking about solid, not not liquid. A liquid is far more complicated because a liquid, if it's not hot, you could actually be, according to many opinions, entering into a malach of bishul deraisa because liquid which is cooled which has cooled down is considered uncooked and when you reheat it it's as if you're recooking it and yesh bishulach bishul bedavalach there is a context of recooking a liquid you may not be able to recook a solid but you can recook a liquid and therefore according to the main halacha and therefore to place cold cooked liquid back onto a flame that's out of the question but the truth is even cold solids cannot be placed onto a flame, even onto a flame that's gone for cotton. And even if the solid is fully cooked, and even if the solid was on the, the flame before Shabbos, or as Shabbos came in, if it's now off the flame and cold, cannot be returned onto the flame. Condition number one. Condition number two, that the pot that you removed from the flame had never left your hand. It's still in your hand. In your hand doesn't actually literally mean that you have to be holding it. According to many opinions in the past game, hold in your hand means that you're balancing it on your hand. It could be it's on the side. It could be you've put it down on your sideboard, but you're balancing it on your hand. So there's still an element of your hand involved in the holding of this pot. That's condition number two. Well, condition number five, but we're calling it condition number two. Condition number three is that when you took, when you removed the pot from the flame, your intention was to return it. 
So first two conditions are non-negotiable. First three conditions non-negotiable. It's got to be fully cooked. It's got to be gorofa cotton. The fl- flame is gorofa cotton. And it's got to be hot. Those are three non-negotiable conditions. The last two, there's a little bit more flexibility built into those conditions. They are that you, you have to still, it has to still be in your hands. And secondly, it has to be daitoit lachsen. So you had a pot on the flame Friday, Shabbos came in, you took the pot off the gas and you put it down on the side and you were holding it and you intended it to, re- you intended to return it. But by the time you actually got around to return it, it cooled down. Cannot return it. You cannot return it. Even a solid cannot be returned to a gorof for cotton flame if it's cooled down. If it hadn't cooled down and you were holding it and you intended to return it, then you can return it to the flame. So if you need to give some cholent to a, Somebody who loves cholent Friday night, but you don't want to take the cholent off the, off the stove. So what you do is you take it off, you banish it in your hand with the intention to return it. You take out some cholent and you put it in the plate and you immediately put the cholent back on the stove. Absolutely fine. You've done a chazor fit, fitting with all the conditions. It's fully cooked. It's gora for cotton. It's still hot. You were holding it in your hands and it's dieted lachza. No problem at all. You can do that comfortably. Do not ever take cholent out when it's still on the gas, because you would have a problem there. It could be, according to the Kolboi, a Malacha Deraisa of Bishul, because mixing, according to the Kolboi, Hagosa, mixing food that's on a pot, that's on a flame, is considered cooking, because when you mix, you're spreading the heat in a way that cannot be spread without the mixing, and that constitutes a Malacha of cooking, Min according to the Kolboi, and therefore one should never take chocolate out from the pot when it's still on the flame. So what we do is we take it off, we fulfill all five conditions, it's fully cooked, the, the gas is gore for cotton, it's still hot, it's in my hands, I haven't left go of it, and it's daitoi lachsoi, you can then serve chalant to everyone's chalant on a Friday night, and put the pot back. If you took it off the gas, with intention to put it back, but you placed it down on the floor, and you left go, you place it on the floor, that would be considered a breach of the fourth condition, that it's got to be biyodoi, but a breach in a way that we will not allow you then to put it back. Sharetzin says, if it's left on the floor, we do not allow you to take it back, to put it back. If you put it on your side, on your work surface, and you left go, but you intended to put it back, then but the Ebed would allow you to put it back. Even though ideally you should be fulfilling all five criteria, again, it's got to be fully cooked. The fire has to be gone for cotton. It has to be still be hot, warm. We'll discuss the, the temperature a bit later. It has to be warm. And it has to be, be in your hands and dieted lachsoi. Here you've left go of it, but you had dieted lachsoi, then you can still return it. You don't have all five conditions. The last two conditions are more flexible. The last two conditions are ideally lechatchila in certain certain circumstances. In that case, you would allow you to return it l'tzerich einik Shabbos so that you can have your challenge for Shabbos day. Or if you took it off and it was still in your hand and you you thought you you intended to take it off to keep it off, but you hadn't yet put it down, it was still in your hands. And then you change your mind, you decided to put it back because you don't want to eat it. Now you don't want to eat it in a few hours' time. Again, you're fulfilling all the criteria except for the last one of daitoi lachsoi. The last two criteria, biyodoi and daitoi lachsoi, are flexible. And in this, in this instance, in this scenario, would allow you to put it back. 
even though you didn't have dieted lachsoi. So I'm fulfilling it's fully cooked. I'm fulfilling the condition that it's garaf cotton. I'm fulfilling the, dish, the condition that it's it's still hot. I have the condition that it's biyadoi. I just don't have dieted lachsoi. That would be sufficient for us to allow you to return it. What yeah. about the lead? If it's got like little droplets of uh, liquid. They're still, they're still warm, they're still hot, and, and we don't worry Where'd about you them. put the lid? You can put the lid when back on. When you take it off. So you can put, if it's, if it's if very soon after, you can put it back on. Thank you. In a, a scenario where it was a shasat chak, and you took the pot off the flame, and you put it down on the side, and you had no intention to put it back, there are certain scenarios where they even allow you then to return it. And I'm going to go through some cases where, where returning the pot will be permitted. So you've taken it off. You've fulfilled the first three criteria. It's fully cooked. It's hot. And the fire is gore for cotton. Those conditions are fulfilled. What you haven't fulfilled is the condition number four and condition number five that it's dieted lachsay and you, it's still biyada. It's not biyada anymore. You put it down and it's not dieted lachsay, but yet in certain cases will allow you even then to return it to the fire because those two cases, those two conditions, as we mentioned, are more flexible and have a little bit more leniency to them than many, than the other conditions. So for example, if a person before Shabbos took a pot from his gas without intending to return it, but it was still in his hands, or he intended to return it, and it wasn't in his hands anymore, then in a situation of the Ebed, even if he took it off before Shabbos, the situation of the Ebed will allow you to return it on Shabbos. Even though you're not fulfilling the last two, two, two criteria, the two conditions, you're fulfilling one of them, that's okay. But the Ebed will allow it. If it was before Shabbos, you took it off, and you put it down, and you never intended to put it back, and then when Shabbos comes in, you want to put it back on the flame. That's too late. Since I took it off before Shabbos, and I haven't fulfilled either of the last two criteria, we will not allow you to return that pot to the flame of Shabbos. So, for example, this is where this scenario would happen. You take your pot off the gas so that you can put your blech on. You put it down on the side, and you rush to get the blech, and you put the blech on the gas and the phone rings just before Shabbos. And you quickly answer the phone and you sort out, you respond to the gentleman or the woman who's calling you. And then you put the phone down and then you completely forget that you haven't put the pot on the gas. And you rush to do Hadlokas Neris. And you come in the kitchen after Hadlokas Neris and you say, oh my goodness me, the cholent's still on the side. That's terrible. We cannot have cold cholent Shabbos morning. Am I allowed to return that pot or not? So if you don't know the halachas, you'll panic. If you know the halacha, you'll know that since you took it off with the intention to return it, despite the fact that it's not biyada, you're not fulfilling tanai number four, you're fulfilling only condition number five, but since you're fulfilling one of the two conditions, that's enough. It will allow you to put that pot back on the flame. If you had a pot on the flame and the fire went out underneath the pot before Shabbos, so here you have a scenario, the gas went out. You put your, your blech on. It doesn't happen nowadays, but in the old days, in the old gas cookers, I'm sure many of you remember the old gas cookers, you put your blech on, you had to look 30 times to make sure the gas hadn't gone out. And you checked and you thought the gas was there and it went out. And you go out and you do have locus negris 
and you finish off uh, reading your Tzanorena, or in modern day Tzanorena, your Mishpacha, or your etc., etc., and you come back in the kitchen, you smell gas, and you realize the gas is off. But you still have a hot plate, which is on. Are you allowed to return? Or you have another gas, which is on. Am I allowed to return this pot, which is on the gas, which has gone out, to another flame, which is gore for cotton? So, of course, it's fully cooked, because without that, there's no question. And, of course, the gas is gore for cotton, as we just mentioned. Otherwise, there's no Shiloh. And, of course, the food is still hot, because otherwise there'd be no question. But here I'm in a situation where there's no daito lachsoi, because I never intended to take it off, and I never intended to put it back. So there's no condition of daito lachsoi there. I don't have the positive intent to return the pot to the flame. And it's not the other, because it's still on the gas. I never had it in my hands. So I don't even have either of the last two conditions in the in its fullest sense. But since this is a situation of a Bidyevid, which is not your fault, Chazal allowed you to retake that pot and return it to another gas, which is Gaurav cotton. There is a slight differentiation in whether this scenario took place that the gas extinguished, the light extinguished on Shabbos or if it extinguished before Shabbos. If it extinguished on Shabbos, there's more Paskim who allow you to return it. If you extinguish before Shabbos, you just didn't realize, and you only realized on Shabbos, then there's less poskim. But Lemaisa, practically speaking, we are making in those scenarios and we would allow you to return it to your blech on Shabbos. Because the last two are there as ideals, and in scenarios, Chazal will make situations like this, where you intended to have it on the gas, but it inadvertently was not on the gas, we allow you to return it to the gas on Shabbos. As long as it's gore for cotton, of course, and as long as you meet the first three criteria. Another scenario, which could be, it could happen, and has happened, because I've had a child like this in the past. You come Friday night, and you're in middle of seven the meal, and you're engrossed in a fantastic conversation. It's really, it's all-encompassing, and there's there's a debate going on as to the welfare of the country, on the... Uh, the, the cost of living crisis or whether the shul is behaving the way it should. And I don't know which conversation it is, but it's really all, all, it's taken all your mind. And you come into the kitchen to serve the soup and you go to the gas and you take off the pot and you put it down ready to serve the soup. And of course you're busy continuing your conversation from the kitchen and you're shouting your views. And then you open up the pot and you realize, Oh my goodness me, instead of taking off the soup pot, I've taken off the chollum pot. You took off the pot, you put it down, it's not in your hand anymore, and you have no, you had no intention to return this pot to the flame, because you took it off thinking it was soup, and therefore you wanted to serve the soup now, with no intention to return it to the flame. Are you allowed to return that pot to the gas, which is gora for cotton, or are you not, is a discussion in the poskim. And we are more makel again in this situation, in this situation. Because here you have the first three conditions. And your intention was not not to return this pot. Your intention was not to return the soup pot. You never actually had positive intention not to return the cholent pot. Your intention was not to return the soup pot. So we don't completely negate the condition of daito lachsoi. And again, you left go of it, but you left go of it thinking there was a different pot. So in this scenario, there's room to be makele. In this scenario, there's room to be makele if you took it off on Shabbos. However, you took it off on air of Shabbos, where we're stricter and we, we demand the conditions to be fulfilled in a greater extent when it's taken off air of Shabbos and when it's taken off on Shabbos, that's a little bit more 
room to be machmed. There's, it's harder to be makel if you inadvertently took off the pot on Friday. So, for example, you put your blech on and you put the food on. Then you decided you're going to take the soup off the blech and put it on the side because you don't like piping hot soup. And and the, 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 the in the summer, for example, and the men are going to come home soon. So you took it off and you put it on the side. So it shouldn't be so boiling hot when it comes to the soup course. And when you come to the soup course and you open up your pot, you realize, oh my goodness, I took off the chalam pot instead of the soup pot. There, there's more room to be machmed. It's more difficult to be makel because it's a Friday. You took it off on a Friday and you don't really f- completely fulfill either of the first of the last two conditions. So if you made that mistake on a Shabbos, you can put it back because the two conditions are a little bit more flexible, the last two conditions. We have the first three conditions. It's fully cooked. It's still hot. And the gas is gore for cotton. It has a blech on it. What we don't have is the last two conditions. Those last two conditions are more flexible. And when they are more flexible, we can sometimes find room for leniency. In this situation where you took it off, intending it to be soup, and it was really cholent. So the, the cholent itself was never a non-dietary laxa. You never had no intention on the cholent. And you never had no intention to leave go of the cholent. Your intention was only the soup. Then, And it's Shabbos will allow you to return it. But if you took it up before Shabbos, that becomes a little bit more complex. This heta, and this is extremely important, this heta of returning to a pot is relevant in a different scenario. So, for example, can I take my pot of cholent and empty it into another cold pot, another pot, and then put it back on the gas. Situation is that my chalent's burning. The potatoes I bought from Sainsbury's, Tesco's, Waitrose, Marks and Spencer, or my local greengrocer, are time of the year where they begin to fall apart. And they disintegrate. And when they disintegrate, often the chalent burns. And it comes Friday night after the meal, and I check the chalent, and it's burning. And I know that if I'm going to leave it on the stove all night like this, it's going to burn, and there's not going to be much chalent for me tomorrow. So I've got a brilliant brainwave. I'm going to re- empty it into another pot. No problem. I can empty it into another pot because the food is coming from one from the fire. It's never left my hand. And it's dieted lachzoi. So I, it's still hot. And it's going back into the cotton. It's fully cooked. I meet all five criteria. Absolutely fine. Same applies to the same pot. If I don't like the gas stove that it's on, it's too hot, that gas stove. But I have another gas which is less hot. I can take it off that gas and put it on the next gas. That's the same type of chazor. I'm taking off with intention to put it back. I have it in my hand. It's fully cooked. It's still hot. And the gas is gore for cotton. Absolutely no problem to put it back. If I have a cholent on a gas stove which has no blech on it, because I was makel for some reason or other, like the second view in the opinion, as we discussed in the beginning of Shia and last and, and, and the previous Shia, or like the chaznish, that I don't need to have a blech even for cholent. But then I take it off and I want to return my pot to the gas and I can't return it because I don't have a gora for cotton. And I'm only allowed to return, and this, there's, this is non-negotiable condition. The gas has to be gora for cotton. What do I do? I put a, I put a blech on, on Shabbos. As long as the blech is not new, as long as it's not a brand new blech, so there's no worry of, of a malacha on, on, on the blech itself. It's an old blech. I take my blech, I put it on the gas, and I can put my pot on. I'm doing a perfect chazara. I'm fulfilling all five criteria. Furthermore, if my pot of cholent is beginning to burn, and it needs water added to it, I can comfortably go to my urn, take a cup of water, because that water is on the gas, it's on the urn flame, 
the urn element, and I can take it and taking it, it's dated lachsoi. My intention is to add it to the challenge, and it's in my hand. It's never left go. It's, um, it's not. It's not left my hands at all. So it's biyodoi, and it's fully cooked, and it's going onto a flame which is gora for cotton, and it's still hot. So I've got all five criteria. I can take that cup of water and pour it into my challenge. However, here there's two areas that we've mentioned that need to be, you need to be concerned with in this specific scenario. And the first is not all water in urns is boiling hot. There are many urns that don't actually heat the water up to a heat which is completely boiling. Many urns do. Modern urns are a little bit more, are more efficient and do boil the water to a boiling point, particularly if you have an urn that boils it and then switches off itself. Those are uh, urns that you just switch on and it just boils till it reaches boiling point and then it switches over to an element that's going to keep the heat at, at the at that level. Then the water is boiling and it's hot and that's fine. But there are sometimes urns, particularly if you the urns that you have to switch off yourself or switch it over to the Shabbos mode, but sometimes you switch it over before it's reached boiling point, then you have a, a problem of actually using that water to top up your challenge because you're taking water which is not fully cooked it hasn't reached full boiling point, and it's now being added to a flame that's going to make it reach boiling point. Then you're cooking. That's not permitted. If it was fully cooked and it reached boiling point, then as long as it's still Yatsaledis boy, that will be fine. Yatsaledis boy is roughly 84 degrees centigrade. A good urn, which is keeping the water hot, would be considered Yatsaledis boy, and that would be fine. So the first extra Caution one needs to take if you're going to be taking water from your urn to add to your cholent is make sure that it's boiling hot. Second concern is, as we mentioned earlier, you're not allowed to take cholent out of a pot when it's on the flame because by taking cholent out, you're mixing it. Hagosa mixing could constitute the malacha deraisa if the pot's still on the flame. And therefore, when you pour your hot water into your cholent, there's a risk, depending on the consistency of the cholent, depending on the speed of how you pour the water in, that you may actually be causing movement to the cholent when you pour the water in. That would constitute hagosa. If that's hagosa, that's mixing. Mixing according to the kolba is a malacha deraisa bishul. So I may get around the issue of chazara, but I may actually be entering into a greater problem, a malacha deraisa of hagosa. So the way we do that is either we pour it very slowly, so it definitely is not going to have any effect on the movement of the cholent in the pot, so there's going to be no hagosa, or we actually take the pot off the gas. Keep it in our hands. It can be on the side, but it's still balanced in our hands. And I've got intention to put it back. I then add the water. There's no problem with Hagosa once it's off the flame. I then put it back to the gas. That'll be fine. I've fulfilled all five criteria. I've managed to transfer water from one heat source to the another heat source, which is fine because it fulfills all five criteria in the water. I fulfill the five criteria in the chalent pot. When I took it off to add the water, I then put it back. I now have more water, more liquid in my cholent, and I can go to sleep comfortably knowing that my cholent is not going to burn before tomorrow morning. Two two more halachas, and then we'll end for tonight, because I think we've, we've covered quite a lot of ground, and there's enough uh, information to, for, us, for us to absorb in one shear. If I take my pot, which is on the flame, on the blech, and as we discussed earlier, the blech has different 
heat, different heat settings, not heat settings, different heat levels to it. On the flame will be very hot. Around the flame will still be hot. A little bit further away will still be hot. It may still be Yad Seleder's boy. But as you move further away from the flame, the blech itself will not be Yad Seleder's boy. What happens if you took your pot and you moved it off the flame because it was burning? Fine. So you moved it to an area which was less hot. That's still called on the flame. You move it to an area that's not so hot, as long as it's Yad Seleder's boy, it's still called on the flame. If you move it to a place which is not Yad Seleder's boy, can I then return it back to the flame? And that's a, a, a interesting question because here it doesn't have the criteria of biyadoi. It doesn't have the criteria of biyadoi, but I haven't fully taken it off the flame. It's still partly on the flame. or not? Do we not consider it partly on the flame? How do we look at that scenario? And here at Moshe Feinstein, for a combination of number of 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 pieces of information that we've discussed in the shir this evening. We're not, not going to go through them right now. He says, that's fine. If you left it on the gas, just off, even though it's not Yatsa Ledis, but that's still cool on the gas in the context of allowing you to put it back onto the flame because it's so It's not called leaving the flame enough that we consider it gone, that you can return it back to the flame, even though it's now on an area of the blech that's not fully hot. That's not fully hot. Just to finish off, the halachas of, of Hazorah, Let's just recap quickly. Now, I was going to say one more, but I think I'll leave it for, I'll leave it the, 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 the for next year. But let's just recap just very briefly again. Hilchas Chazor. There's five conditions which are needed before you can return a pot to the, to a, to a, to a gas. It's got to be fully cooked. It's got to be the gas is gorofakotum. It's got to be that the food is still hot. It's got to be a condition of that I intend to return it. And the last condition is it's still in my hands. The first three are non-negotiable. The last two are more negotiable. In certain scenarios, we allow it even if you didn't fulfill either of the conditions. If you have one of those conditions, then you can definitely put it back. If you don't fulfill either of those two conditions, in certain scenarios, as we met, as we discussed, we would allow you to return it. If it's a definitely ha- don't fulfill those last two conditions, then we don't allow you to return it at all. In a scenario where you completely don't fulfill those last two conditions, then we don't allow you to return it at all. First three conditions, non-negotiable. Last two conditions, more room for flexibility. And that gives us all those opportunities, as we've discussed, of actually returning a pot in scenarios of mistakes, in scenarios of of, uh, of um, slight misunderstandings, etc., uh, etc., et as we, we went through the different cases. Uh, Friday, Shabbos, that one can, there's room to be lenient in, in those scenarios in certain cases to actually return the pot. It allows us to add water from a urn to a pot. Now again, be careful. Some people have the, the idea of taking their pot to the urn and putting underneath the urn and switching on the hot water. And that can cause trouble because the steam of the channel will then rise and go into the, into the urn. I'm not saying that it actually makes it meaty, but it's just putting yourself into to a situation which is unnecessary, much better to put it into a cup and pour it into the pot, but make sure that you fulfill the two two extra criteria in that scenario. One is that the water is going to be boiling, and the second is that you don't actually cause a hagosa, you don't cause any mixing to the, the food in the pot on the flame. Best, best idea is to take it off the flame, fulfilling the five criteria of chazara, pour the water in, and then put the, the pot back. That brings us to the end of Hilchus Chazara. So we've covered Hilchus Shihir, we've covered Hilchus Chazara, and then we'll move on and talk about the different types of foods, different different uh, consistencies of food, what's called liquid, what's called solid, when I'm allowed to return 
a food, a, a liquid, when I turn a solid, what's called hot, because we said one of the conditions is it's got to be retain its heat, it's still got to be hot, the food in order to be able to return it, what's called hot, what level of heat is called hot, and uh, all all those different contexts of of foods and bishel, we'll try and come and discuss that in the coming year, Bez Hashem, in two weeks' time. I wish you all a very good night. It could be Yeshua's and the Chomis, it should be good health for everybody, and we should only see the Gaudah Bukharov. Thank you very much for being here, and have a very good night.